Next on BYU Sports Nation, NFL Pro Day mixed with spring football at Brigham Young University. Who's going to be the spring game MVP? BYU basketball coach Dave Rose updates us in studio on Kyle Collinsworth's health and how the Cougars beat Valparaiso. Plus BYU's ace pitcher Michael Rucker, 5-0 as a starter, how he has the ranked Cougars rolling on the baseball diamond. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, March 25th. Happy yeah, Friday, go. everyone. Yeah, let's go. It's a big day in it Provo. Day. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who makes kryptonite feel weak, Jerem Jordan. I did see Batman Superman yesterday. And it was... <laughs> Go see it, I guess. If you like Man of Steel, I think you'll like this. And I liked it decently, but yeah, the reviews are not great for it. Hashtag so. 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I was entertained, but I wouldn't say it was a good movie. I think you will be more entertained if you check out stifle anybody there. Jerem Jordan and his history of throwing out first pitches. At BYU baseball games. Well, we do have some redemption uh, in order today because you and I are throwing out the first pitch. So there's been a question like, am I the catcher? Are you the get-? No, we're both throwing a first pitch. In fact, I'm wearing a jersey that the BYU baseball uh, marketing team, Kevin Kindred and our homies over there, have given us. You have one as well. So we decided a long time ago, like a year ago, that when we wear the same thing on set, it looks super goofy. So thanks for not wearing, You're especially welcome. over that green shirt. You are welcome. The baseball jersey. But... I'm going to use the same ball that I threw in the dirt uh, like three years ago today. What I'm if you throw re- it in the dirt again? I'm not going to throw it in the dirt Are you going to burn again. it? Well, here's the problem. Last time I went all fancy, okay? I was like Iggy Azalea. I was just so fancy, okay? I had my, I had my suit jacket, which was my first problem, okay? So don't use your suit jacket I'm not today. going to. You're smarter than I am, though. I, you got to hire ACT, I believe. I didn't take the <laughs> SAT. I was just going, in, going to BYU. So I had my suit jacket. I waved off a couple you know, signals, looked at first and third. I did a Hideo Nomo-like twisting thing, and then boom, into the dirt. I think we tweeted out a GIF. It's the most unathletic play uh, of my life. <laughs> so I have the power to delete it. I did not because oh. this is America. Why? Yeah, why didn't you delete that because when it's you had a, the opportunity? Because it's America. The people need to know. They have to see the reality. <laughs> Jerem Jordan and I will throw out the first pitches at... The BYU baseball game today, by the way, that game will air live on BYU TV at 5 Eastern, 3 Mountain Time. Now, they did ask us, are you going to do it simultaneously or one after another? Because they want us to go one after another to oh, see like, who throws the better pitch. Oh, okay. Let's do that then. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll, I'll go second. No, I want to go first. Oh, I just want to get it out of the way. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, right. No, trust me. After my last experience, I'm just gonna throw it nice and so. I'm, I've thought about <laughs> floated in I've thought there. about like throwing it way high into the net just to yeah. be funny, or softballing it in there. I don't know. You need to redeem. I get yourself. more nervous in that situation than any situation here. You're on live television right now. I don't care. It doesn't matter. There's there's like three people in this room. They're not even looking at me. Like that's how much it doesn't matter. <laughs> But like to my nerves, right? Yeah. And no, it'll be fun, and I guarantee this will be played on the broadcast. Caitlin King is gonna gonna play this in the game. It's good to have you back, man. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate. It. I've yeah. That uh, I've had a cold that knocked me out. Man. It's good to have you back. Yet I was good enough to go to the movie yesterday. Weird how that works. <sighs> and a great one at that. 
<laughs> Today is BYU football's pro day. Jason Shepard currently at the indoor practice facility taking it all in. He'll give us a live report on all of the drills coming up later in the show. Word has it that Mitch Matthews has unofficially run a 4 3 40. And I am unofficially awesome at pitching a baseball, too. <laughs> Tomorrow's the spring football scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It starts at 4 Eastern. Taysom Hill will participate in the 7-on-7 seven seven drills. We will be live with a special 6 Eastern BYU Sports Nation tomorrow to recap the practice. We'll have highlights, interviews uh, with Kalani Satake, Tanner Mangum, and others. Check it out tomorrow, 6 Eastern. 27th ranked Batcats of BYU baseball beat LMU 4-1 to yesterday thanks to a complete game three-hitter by their ace pitcher, Mike Rucker. Now that guy can actually pitch. <sighs> Gave up one earned run against LMU last night. He's 5-0 and as a starter. He will join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about what is going so well. In fact, there's everything's going well for that guy. Is there anything going wrong right no, now for everything Mike Rucker? everything is awesome. Le- Lego movie. Woo. BYU baseball is the Lego movie right now. Third-ranked men's volleyball is on the road for a pair at UC San Diego tonight and tomorrow both at 10 Eastern time, and BYU Sports Nation just retweeted uh, me throwing out that first pitch. So thanks for that. Yeah, get it out there for all <laughs> the people to enjoy once again. So pathetic. <laughs> Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What to expect when you're expecting BYU Spring Football. There are nine. I see what you did there. Maybe 10 days a year that BYU fans can watch football in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Tomorrow is one of those times. BYU will take the field for their annual spring game to Mountain Time on Saturday with a new coaching staff, a brand new look on offense, different schemes on defense. It's going to be brand new basically in every phase of the game. So without question, Jerem, there is this buzz around BYU football right now. It's exciting. Yeah, people are excited because this is the first real public practice for BYU football. So an opportunity for the fans to go and watch this team in person tomorrow at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It's always great. The weather's not supposed to be great, but trust me, there will be a bunch of fans. In fact, there will be tailgaters tomorrow, even though it's cold. People are excited about this. Um, is it going to be a game in the most traditional uh, you know, form? Not necessarily. Some injuries have caused uh, that to not be the case, but I'm excited that we're going to be there, and it's football, and it's Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I love it. A feeling of optimism with Kalani Satake taking over as the new head coach. Ty Detmer is back as the offensive coordinator. The Heisman Trophy winner is back running the offense. So, yeah, it's a spring game, but the staff has created like this really fun atmosphere about what goes into this game in March. And, yeah, it's going to be 45 degrees. It's not great football weather, but it's football in Lavelle Edwards Stadium nonetheless. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe so. (laughs) First things first, BYU, and for those expecting like a full-on display of everything that's going to be on the field for BYU football in the 2016 season, okay, just rein that back a little bit because Kalani Satake has made it very clear they're not going to show their cards. They will simulate some simple, basic plays, but they're they're not going to roll out everything tomorrow. It would be funny if, yeah, all BYU did was trick plays the whole time. It's just trick plays the whole time. Hatback tosses, uh, wide receiver screens for double reverses. Uh, Tanner Mangum and Taysom Hill on the field together. Taysom is quarterback. He throws it wide right to Tanner, who throws it downfield for yeah. 60 yards. Arizona's like, what did they do? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Basic, basic offensive and defensive sets. And Kalani Satake talked about the dynamic that he anticipates on the field tomorrow. It's not going to be a, a, a game like I wanted because we only have 
uh, nine no linemen that can really go, you know. And, and um, but it'll be it'll be more like a scrimmage. We'll try to see how many plays we can get out there, and it'll be competitive. Nine offensive linemen for the game. So yeah, they don't even have enough to run two full offenses. They're going to have to have guys playing for the offense at least one at all times. Yeah, that's a little bit of a concern. And as you heard, not a game like he wants. So I don't think we should call it a game. It's a, it's a scrimmage. It's a public practice. Um, if you're hoping to see, you know, what, what's the 2016 BYU football team going to look like? Tomorrow's a hint, right? It's like the, those chips with a hint of lime. It's the lime part tomorrow, right? <laughs> it's just the lime part. I, I really enjoy um, those chips, for one. But fall camp gives us more of an idea of what we're going to see than this. You know, so, Some guys are out with injuries. They're resting. But it's BYU football. They're in pads. They're in helmets. We'll see more from the backups. We'll see Taysom Hill in 7-on-7. Seven seven. We'll see uh, you know, certain backups in the actual scrimmage portion. Get an idea. I mean, a guy like... A guy like Squally Canada, we may get to see more than the one carry he had in the Vegas Bowl. I mean, it, there are some exciting moments for that. And then the bold prediction, end. Bold prediction, that first carry will go much better than it did in, in the, the Las Vegas Bowl. Fact. Yeah. Because that was a fumble. Yeah. So let's not have that again. <laughs> By the way, that's a fantastic real-world uh <laughs> comparison to the lime part of the chip. The hint of lime. It's still, I, it's still out there, by the way. Those chips exist still. I, I bought some. I'm just ago. proud of you that didn't go back to dating because a lot of your I know, comparisons I, go back to dating. I saw you brought that up the other day. <laughs> As I woke up and then turned on the show. Limited repetitions for Taysom Hill. He will compete not in 11-on-11 11 11, but in 7-on-7 seven seven drills. Thank goodness. And for, That's more than what, what we thought he would do. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's going, he's going to be on the field. It's going to be good to see number four on the field in any capacity tomorrow. Absolutely. And it'll be fun to see, you know, how much does Tanner Mangum play, if at all. And obviously he's going to have a different colored jersey and whatnot. In fact, uh, with both Taysom and Tanner, don't touch them. And Blaine Fowler was on the show earlier this week <laughs> and had this to say about any, anybody going near Taysom Hill. Crickets. Do we have that buy from Blaine Fowler? Still searching for it. We'll he's, see if we can get it. He said something like, no one even breathe on him. Yeah, right? basically, don't go anywhere near that guy. Now, now, Bo Hodge, on the other hand, he's going to be tackled. He's, and he's going to be kind of the guy you're going to see the most, I would imagine, actually running around. If, ta- if Tanner Mangum plays, um, he, yeah, he's not going to be touched either. Jamal Williams. I want one of those jerseys for the show, by the way. Yes, so no absolutely. So me- no one messes with me. Jamal Williams will also be on the field tomorrow for BYU. Taysom. Limited, please. Jamal. Yeah, how many carries will he get? Who knows? There's, listen, there's certain guys that have nothing to prove in this situation on March 25th, and I don't care how many days necessarily it is until the game. Once we get towards the – I'm, like, hoping the music doesn't start. Once, once the game – we get closer to the game, that's when it's, okay, let's see what you really look like in August. It's March. It's a marathon. It's a long season. This is a public practice, as you mentioned – with a semi-simulated game field, but it's just it's just exciting to see BYU football with a new coaching staff, a new offense, a new defense, and some of the great players all time at BYU back on the field. Yeah, so be, enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, the four-three defense will be a new look for BYU. The use of the tight end will be a new look for BYU. The quarterback under center, new look for BYU. How the offense looks without Tijon Karoma. Um, you know, there have been just limited parts of practice. This is one where you can watch the entire practice uh, for the first time, whether you're a media uh, member or a fan. And if you missed it, tomorrow, 6 Eastern, we'll have uh, highlights from that. We'll have interviews with Kalani Sataki, Tanner Mangum, and others at 6 Eastern, live from the stadium. That brings us to today's Twitter question, my friends. We always like to do this, so here we are. Who will be BYU football spring game MVP? 
Now, we, we generally do the whole spring or whatever. We're just focusing on tomorrow's scrimmage or game. Who will be the MVP? Use the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet. At y for life Kalani, for making BYU cool again. <laughs> I feel like BYU's still been cool. Maybe, maybe uh, the football team just, it's a different vibe, obviously. Bronco Mendenhall was the thing that BYU needed at that time. And now maybe Kalani Sitake is the thing that, that BYU needs now. In my opinion, the M- spring game MVP will be Squally Canada. I think he's going to get some run, and I think he's going to impress. He's really good. We saw him in fall camp. He's really good, and I'm excited for him to be BYU's number two. Riley Bird is another running back that could see some time on the field that could show some things tomorrow. He showed some things in actual games last year playing running back for BYU, but I think it's going to be Colby Pearson. Mm. Nick Kurtz apparently is not going to play, and, and Pearson's one of the veteran returning receivers that is not quite in a starting role just yet, so I think he's going to thrive tomorrow. I like that a lot because his um, two years ago, Colby Pearson was a bigger weapon than even last year. He kind of got buried on that. There were so many good receivers, he kind of got buried. I think this year that you're right. I think Colby Pearson's like your number three this year. Colby Pearson or Squally Canada. Those are Jerem Jordan and myself's picks for the spring game. <clears throat> Excuse me, MVP. You aren't getting my cold, are you? No, I hope I better not be. You have a game to call tonight, <laughs> and we have a show tomorrow, <laughs> well, and we have like NIT, power through, man. We have NIT pre and post game shows to do next week. Power through and countdown to conference. Maybe one of the tight ends will be the spring game MVP. There's so many, I don't even know who to choose. <laughs> like, <laughs> who knows? Brian Sampson. Who's I don't know. Just have one ready by the time BYU takes on Arizona. There it is. Countdown to the Wildcats. One sixty two. I'm not anti. But I'm not pro. That was like a, a mild smile as you did not participate in the countdown with me. We have uh, 46 minutes left, in, 45 minutes left in the show. I just got to keep. I got to keep the voice, man. I can't be singing <laughs> and stuff. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Who will be BYU football's spring game MVP? At JJ Fuller 72 says Taysom Hill for taking the field gets MVP in my book. Great point. How many of you expected him to do anything in the spring game? Heels like a beast. That's what Chad Lewis said. Up next, BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose previews the NIT Final Four. Stay with us. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio. Live television on BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. And if you feel like it, Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, coming up next Tuesday, BYU basketball in the NIT Final Four, the semifinals live from New York City. We will have a pregame show, BYU Sports Nation, Tuesday night, 6 Eastern time, to get you ready for BYU and Valparaiso. Dave McCann will be live from Madison Square Garden. We will be live right here in Provo. We'll get you set for that pre- and post-game show uh, for that, so I'm very excited. This is quite the next week that's happening for BYU athletics as a whole. Between spring football, the pro day today, BYU baseball rolling right now. They're nationally ranked, coming off a big win, and BYU basketball, of course, in the NIT. Joining us now is the head basketball coach at BYU, Dave Rose, as he prepares for a trip to New York City, his second to the NIT Final Four in four years. Coach, welcome back to Studio B. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You know, when I'm sitting waiting to come on here, I, I, I'm actually very impressed with your memorabilia, and you have a lot of basketball stuff. But the one thing, the most impressive thing in here, has got to be the shovel. <laughs> Tom, we Tom we asked Tom Hobel for that groundbreaking yeah. shovel. How cool I mean, is that? That is so awesome. 
and we walk right past the building as we come as I came over here this morning. They're starting to actually put the beams on the roof of the actual gym, and uh, that's might be as exciting as us going to the NIT, going to New York, <laughs> is that we're finally getting this thing built, and uh, we're going to be in there pretty soon. I, I try and walk over, and we are above it over here, and take a kind of a panoramic picture every couple of days, and so by the end, we'll have this nice little thing. But That's good. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I see the beams go up, and I go, I can kind of see the court. It's there. real! The vision right. starts happening. And when they poured the floor, you know, I wanted to go out and kind of, you know, Paint some lines on it. <laughs> I, I realize that, 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 it, that there will be a wood floor, but the concrete floor was awesome. It's exciting. Put yeah. your hand in it. Dave yeah, Rose was right. here. That's right. The head basketball coach of BYU, Dave Rose, in Studio B. Do you get to do anything besides play basketball in New York City, or is this just strictly a business trip for hoops? Well, it is, actually. I mean, it, and, and it's put together where it's really a tight, uh, tight frame. If we... The best thing could be if you win on Tuesday night, then you're going to have a, a Wednesday and a Wednesday night where uh, the kids might be able to enjoy the city a little bit. Hopefully, you know, we've got to practice Monday afternoon. I'm thinking Monday morning we might be able to do something. But, you know, the morning on the East Coast uh, with these players, you know, with the two-hour time it's difference. so early. <laughs> I mean, they'd sleep till 4 if you let them, you know, <laughs> and that's 4 in the afternoon. So, uh, you know, but I, I'd like him to see – a couple things uh, in the city before we get rolling, and then hopefully, if we, you know, we win on Tuesday, then we'll have a day on Wednesday. We can do a little bit more. I imagine Cheryl wants to see Hamilton or something oh, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, that's... yeah. She found two tickets yesterday on online for twenty two hundred bucks a piece. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, but that, what that, in that, the world? That won't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have to sit on the front row. Oh, gee, how's the? I think dr- you're in the orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> How is uh, the Dragon Kyle Collinsworth? You know, Kyle's still he's still struggling. Uh, you know, he's he hadn't eaten up to yesterday. Then yesterday he he, he decided to kind of force feed himself and try to get going, and uh, didn't respond very well. So he wasn't at practice yesterday, and and hopefully we can get him to practice today, even if he's not uh, feeling you know great to pra- actually practice, but get him in the gym and and actually uh, be part of our preparation. Uh, uh, it's he, he got himself uh, one of the tough ones, and the, the most difficult thing was that it actually didn't start until like Monday mid morning, mm. and so you know the fact that he actually played on Tuesday. I mean, anybody who's had that uh, that bug this this year knows that uh, there's a couple days where you know you 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 can't do anything. Uh, getting out of bed is is very difficult, and the fact that he got out there and played was amazing. And then the fact that he he was actually successful i mean he was good he was good at what he did and 10 points five rebounds four except for assists. the one the one three-point shot that, that, that <laughs> shot clock was one yeah down. but you know i, I think <laughs> i think it was the, the wind was blowing in there <laughs> someone and, opened the door yeah, or something, yeah. something happened, yeah. but I, I was so impressed that because when i came into the locker room and saw him i mean his, his face was whiter than his jersey and uh and and he didn't have a lot of energy but and and, and it wasn't like I, mean, I mentioned this on the radio. It wasn't like he came up to me and said, Coach, I'm ready. Let's go. And that's what mo- usually happens when kids have been sick and they want to come play. And so they try to trick the coach and say, oh, I'm fine. I feel great. And Kyle's deal was, hey, I'm not feeling very good, and I'll go in there and, and, and play. But if you don't like what you see, then you just get me out of there. And So uh, 20 good minutes, big game, big win. And uh, I know they all felt a lot better, especially those seniors 
walking out of that Marriott Center with a big win. Absolutely. Their last time. Absolutely. Well, for now, he's still hibernating in the Dragon's Lair. That's that's what he has tweeted out. So we, we wish a very quick recovery to Kyle Collinsworth. But what kind of effect did you notice uh, him playing have on the locker room, both pregame and in the middle of the game and, and after the game? Well, I, I think that uh, <clears throat> halftime was probably – the, the the biggest uh, key for me because we went into this game not knowing we hadn't seen him for practice or for shoot around and so we didn't know what we would get from him and I think we got into the, the halftime and realized that he he would be able to help us and uh, uh, it it really gave I think a big lift a lot of confidence uh, we came out to start that second half and he played the first four or five minutes and you know we we got a lead. And then we had him sit, you know, we was going to rest him for a few minutes, and we just took off. I mean, it was amazing. Got on an eight- or nine-point run. But he just gave us a lot of, uh, a lot of confidence, knowing that we, we could use him if we needed him. You talked about how you want, at the beginning of every year, you want your team to have a, uh, I think you said, a special experience in March. Has this been the special experience you were hoping for? Well, I, I think any time you can win a postseason game in a national tournament, you know, I mean, there's a lot of tournaments that go on after the season's over, and and uh, you know, we've been really fortunate in 11 years. We've we've either played in the NCAA tournament or the NIT. The very first year in the NIT, we didn't advance, and then we went three or four years in a row in the NCAA tournament where we didn't advance. And those are tough endings, really tough endings. Even though you're excited that you 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 got to the tournament, the fact that when you can advance in tournaments, those those are special times, and and they're they're, they're special days preparing. They're special times in the locker room after the game. Uh, and then you show up the next day uh, preparing for the next game. You talk about you take a tight team and you can make it really even tighter. I, one of, the, one of the, the most satisfying things as a coach and a, and, and a coaching staff is that these are long seasons and there's a lot of things that go good and there's a lot of things that don't go very good. Don't go, that, that caused a lot of problems. And the fact that you still have your team in the middle of March, late into March, to where they'll play for each other and play together, uh, you know that you've got a special group of guys. I think the number that we came up with yesterday is by the time you tip off next Tuesday, there will be 16 Division One teams still playing of 351. So it's it's a unique situation to be playing that late in March. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that uh, every every coach will tell you that it's the I mean, it's just like it's like every other you know championship in the NBA or you know in Major League Baseball. You know, you 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 want to play your very best uh, basketball at the 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 longest part of the season when you have injuries, you have you know issues with each other. Everybody's on each other's nerves, and that's that's what makes championships so special is the fact that you you get through all those really difficult things. I mean, the games you saw last night, you know, when the Duke-Oregon game and the, uh, I mean, it was it, it's amazing. All four of those games, one team dominated the game and ended up with a pretty lopsided score. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to, to try to keep your team together really competitive late in the year is a yeah. real challenge. I've got a request for you Tuesday night. We have tickets to Smashing Pumpkins in Salt Lake, but I think they're taking the stage at like nine. You, you t- could you avoid overtime? You know what? It, it, you, how, how could this be any better? Okay, for just a fan, and you, you got obviously got to have a little cash. But if you're just a fan and you want to come to New York, 
Bruce Springsteen's in the garden on Monday. Oh, man. The NIT on Tuesday. Iron Maiden on Wednesday. <laughs> and then you've got uh, the, final on the NIT on Thursday. And then catch a flight to Houston and get the Final Four. Oh. How great would that be? Best week ever? That would be a good life. You totally avoided my question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have any control over that. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Just avoid overtime. That's all. Yeah. Is okay. there anything that you can take away from the first trip that you made to New York City in the NIT Final Four that you can utilize maybe to your advantage this time around in, in preparation? Or is it just a unique because it's different? It's a different year? Well, I think the only, the only guy we have is Nate. That actually, you know, went on that trip with us, and uh, I think Nate's been on every trip we've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the '51 NIT yeah, right. team too, wasn't he? That's right, with Roland Vincent and, <laughs> and you know, I, I think that uh, for me and for our staff, uh, you know, the, 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 the way that we we handled that, we got a good game. Our guys played well against Baylor. We didn't we didn't beat them. They 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 controlled the boards and and finished the game off at the end, but. Uh, the challenge to these guys will be from the experience before that we we we've been to this point. Let's let's advance, okay? Let's get back there. Let's win the first game and get in the championship, and then see how things things fall. But uh, um, I, I think we'll prepare pretty similar because I think we got ourselves in a position to win that Baylor game. Uh, we just kind of got outplayed at the end. Are certain players going on missions harder than others, like, say, uh, Zach Selyus, where you get tempted to think, like, oh, what would that be like on next year's team? Yeah, you know, I, I think that, that that's uh, Eric Mika. You know, when, when freshmen Mark Bigelow, I mean, guys that come in and have outstanding freshman years, and they've, they've made that commitment and they're on their way. With Zach, I think we're just, we just keep telling them that if we keep winning, then – you don't have to go on the mission. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because we just, there's always another game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because yeah, uh, you want to honor it like, yes, you go on a mission, you do. But yeah. I imagine it can be hard. And, and then the guys that, uh, that have these great freshman years, I really believe that the mission is, is really special and helps that player. The player who didn't play a lot his freshman year gets out there and kind of gets a little bit confused about what's going to happen. When, but he understands the system. He understands how it's going to work. These guys who have had six really good, successful freshman years get out there, and that time that they have to, to think about their experience just breeds more confidence and more desire and more passion that when they get home they're going to be even better than they were their first year. Let's end with this. Do you hope T.J. Haas, who's coming home from his mission Tuesday, is in New York at the game because he Haas, wants to be there? T.J. Haas will be home before our season ends. How awesome is that? Yeah, Pretty amazing. He could be at uh, yeah. MSG Tuesday on his way home. He wants to go to the game. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk to Marty. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, uh, we're excited to get him back. And then right after T.J. comes Eric, and then right after Eric comes um, – Peyton Dastrup. And one of the greatest things that happened to me this winter was I actually went and watched a guy play in a high school gym dominate, win a state championship, and he's actually coming here in the next month or two. <laughs> Yoli and Child! Yoli Child. Yes. He beat my Copperfield's Grizzlies. How amazing is the fact that we're going to have a guy actually play in March in a <laughs> state tournament and then play at BYU that next that next fall. That's a great thing. You want your probs. Yep. <laughs> we By got the way. Lot, we got a lot of probs, but I've, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to this class, these guys coming in. That's for sure. Hey, if you win the NIT, I'm going to dye my hair blue. He said that. Whoa. That's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. That is good. What shade? What shade? Of Whatever blue? shade you want. Okay. What shade do you want, Coach? It'll be similar to this, light, this lighting. <laughs> so it's royal. Yeah, yeah Fort Kalani. <laughs>
Yeah. That would I've, look good. I've got the contingency plan set up <laughs> if and when that happens. Coach, great to have okay. you in Studio B. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Split overtime. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> up next, BYU baseball on topic. Michael Rucker will join us after throwing Dude. a three-hit complete game yesterday in a 4-1 to win against LMU. BYU's 19-2. and He's 5-0 and as a starter. He may be the best player on campus you don't know about. That mustache, though, is looking sharp. <laughs> Welcome back on a Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen, weather in Utah is crazy. So the baseball game moved from 7 Eastern to 5 Eastern today because there are weather concerns. So check it out, BYU and LMU game two tonight, 5 Eastern time. We're throwing out the first pitch. It's going to be awesome. There, one will be a strike, one will not be. Thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate the confidence. The I appreciate the confidence you have in me, my ability to throw a strike. No, that's a hundred percent what it is, man. <laughs> I stink. When you're 19 and two, and you want to move a game time, absolutely, you do whatever you want. We will do that for you. Yeah. Today is also BYU football's pro day. Jason Shepard currently at the indoor practice facility, kind of soaking in the environment. He will have a live report on all of the drills coming up in about 12 minutes. Tomorrow is the spring football scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It starts at 4 Eastern time. Taysom Hill will participate in 7-on-7 drills. We will be live at 6 Eastern to recap the practice with highlights and interviews with Kalani Sitake, Tanner Mangum, and others. Third-ranked BYU men's volleyball on the road for a pair at UC San Diego tonight. Tomorrow as well, both at 10 Eastern. And, of course, BYU baseball, the 27th-ranked team in the country, beat LMU 4-1 to yesterday thanks to a complete game. Three-hitter from pitcher Mike Rucker, and he is now our in-studio guest. Mike, welcome to Studio B. Hey, good to see you guys. 5-0 and as a starter, man. But no, 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 no. Tell us about the mustache. How's the mustache going, Oh, okay, going, man? okay. Yeah. You know, um, got comments from my teammates. It's, uh, they call it a salt and pepper stash. <laughs> I, I been, I'm all natural. I don't, I don't use the mustache dye. Just, just let it go. Wait, there wait, are guys wait, that wait, use wait. mustache dye on the team? There's a couple. Ooh, There's a couple. Really? Controversy. I bet you Jason Shepard knows the yeah, name Yeah, we're going to need to expose that <laughs> on today's broadcast. <laughs> Hey, do you have any? We're throwing at the first pitches. Do you have any advice for Jeremy and I as, as we head out on the mound and, and get ready to do that in front of the public? Well, I'm not going to touch the mound. I'm going to go below. or in front of the mound. I don't dare go on the mound. Well, I think the first thing is just visualize. If you can just prepare like five minutes before, just visualize that catcher's mitt. Just think it through. The what? catcher's mitt's way up here for me. I don't know why. <laughs> what's What's the phrase that Kevin Costner uses in For Love of the Game? Is it cl- clear the mechanism? Clear yeah. the mechanism. Zone in on right. that mitt. Oh yeah, that's for sure. That's That's what I have to do. I mean, we've had some really like crazy crowds. The rock section just being awesome for us this year. Um, but yeah, just focusing on that glove and do your thing. I know you guys will. You guys will do good. Hey, I appreciate for that, that vote of confidence, Mike. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, if, I, if I throw a strike, I want you to be the first one out there to greet me. I will. I'll, I'll be fist pumping. I'll be cheering <laughs> for that's sure. I, that's what I need. You mentioned The Rock. There have been great crowds like you mentioned. How do you clear the mechanism when they're saying <laughs> some crazy stuff maybe when you're on the mound? I don't know. I just like in between each pitches, you know, I might take my time or there's some maybe smart aleck comments that they make. But it's, it's great. It just, you know, it just – brings me more on my game and um just love hearing that stuff um there's nothing like pitching at home with great crowd and giving the other team a hard time because when we're on the road their student sections do exactly the same thing so yeah it's good to be home good to have the rock with us at each game when do you know and this happened last night in the words of your teammate hayden nilson who i spoke with after the game 
that you're throwing cheese? When, when do you know, like, oh, yeah, my stuff is nasty today? Um, I mean, just when guys swing and miss and they just automatically walk to the dugout or when they just see it, <laughs> they, just, they just have no, they have no idea what to do with it. And, I don't know, every now and then, um, you know, I just catch the ball, maybe do like a, a round around the mound, just, just like, yeah. I got it. Got the I mojo. Got him. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, your road to BYU has been an interesting one because you actually started at Gonzaga. So, one, why Gonzaga first and then why BYU? Yeah, well, um, Gonzaga, out of the shoot, out of high school, gave me a best scholarship offer. And um, at that time, they had Marco Gonzalez, who was a first-round draft pick, Tyler Olson, who's seen time in the major leagues, and um, really just saw that that was the best chance for me to develop my pitching and just be around a bunch of great guys and learn. Um, you know, it didn't work out, um, fortunately for me, and um, love being here at BYU. And um, yeah, the redshirt year was rough, um, just not being able to play, even though completely able to play. But um, yeah, just glad to be here, and I'm glad things have worked out since then. Along those lines, give us an idea of what it's like for Gonzaga with BYU and the WCC. Like, what is BYU to Gonzaga fans? Because isn't St. Mary's the rival? You know, I. I'm not entirely sure as far as like what the WCC landscape is. I just know for me personally, whenever I see Gonzaga on any schedule, whether it's um, basketball, soccer, baseball for sure, and it's just like, we're going to beat these guys. <laughs> so, You've made the transition fully yeah, to BYU baseball. Cer- certainly. Yeah, I mean, I mean Gonzaga, their they're hoops, they're killing it. But, I mean, yeah, we we got to beat them every time. And tonight we are all Zags. They play Syracuse. I want them to get into the Elite Eight. I want them to win. I'm not anti-Gonzaga. No, let's go West Coast Conference. Are you pro pro Gonzaga when they're not playing BYU? I'm pro West Coast Conference for sure. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Let's go Zags, man. Got to make a name for the West Coast. Yes. I want a t-shirt now. Okay, not that much. You're right. Mike Rucker, (laughs) BYU ace pitcher with us in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. And I want to talk about the success that you've had personally as a pitcher. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Rucker is 5-0 and in his six starts this year. So what happened in that one you didn't win? Yeah, Mike, what's up with <laughs> I'm just that, kidding, man? I'm just kidding. 5-0. <laughs> Did you imagine? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be 5-0 and after six. I mean, I just imagined that I was going to give the, my best stuff, my best try every time I go out on the mound. Um, can't really ask for a better start. Our offense has been a big reason of why we've had so much success, but... Um, yeah, our pitching staff, we're trying to make our name for ourselves. It's its not just all about the hitting. It's about the pitching for sure. Um, today we're going to get a great start out of Mav Buffo, and um, he's going hes gonna to light it up for us, and it'll be fun to watch him tonight. Yeah, Maverick last night during the game uh, spoke with Jason Shepard, and he mentioned that you two spent a lot of time going over specific scouting reports together. And so what, what is happening in those times? Are, are you watching film in the BYU baseball offices or is this happening like in apartments? Like what, what's happening in those yeah, situations? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's just um, in the clubhouse before games just um, and even throughout the game just, um, just communicating. That's the biggest thing that I think that um, I'm going to attribute to my success is just communicating with people, whether it's Coach Trent Pratt, um, who calls our pitches and does a lot of our scouting reports, um, other pitch- pitchers who have seen them. Um, in either years past or that have had success against them. So just communication as a whole, just um, talking with them, just here and there, little bits and pieces here, um, just to make sure we're on the same page and have our best foot forward as we try to take down our opponent. Mike, how often do you uh, shake off signs? Like like there's a certain pitch called, you're like, nope, I'm throwing this. 
Um, last night, I probably shook off two signs out of like the 106 pitches that oh. I threw. So you're that so dialed I, in with Bronson. Yeah. Like, you trust him. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, there's, there's actually a scout that asked me, um, you know, who, who would I like to bring up with me if I, if I were to be drafted? And, um, yeah, Brendan Lund's good, but I told him Bronson Larson all the way just because, um, our relationship, um, just the battery between, um, me and him and catching. And he does a great job, uh, making my pitches look good and blocking the ones that aren't so good. So, Really love Bronson behind the plate. What kind of uh, love from scouts are you getting right now? Um, you know, last year I had um, two years of eligibility and uh, just didn't really make a whole lot of sense um, for me and my wife. My wife's doing an internship at um, Amelia Earhart Elementary School in Provo. And, um, you know, having two years and just trying to get a little bit closer towards my degree just didn't make the most amount of sense. But this year definitely have had uh, more interactions with scouts. Um, and so it's been great. When you're five and zero, oh, people tend to pay attention. Isn't that funny how that works? <laughs> Mike Rucker with us in Studio B, BYU baseball ace pitcher. I had an interesting conversation with Mike Littlewood last night about Trent Pratt and the dynamic that he brings to the team. Not only does he have an unbelievably thick mustache, oh for sure, oh, it, it, it that is thing is the, wild. It's it taking on a mind mustache. of its own. It's like a bird nest in there or hey. something, man. But Mike told me last night that having the ability to to let Trent go out and, and talk to you as as a catcher that was in the major leagues and had time and, and spent time behind the plate, for him to say, th- like, be able to give you feedback, like, hey, switch this or change this, it really makes a big difference. Oh, for sure. Um, halfway through through the game, um, just wasn't quite feeling my slider the way that um, that I've been accustomed to throwing it. Just told me one little change, hey, just just loosen up your arm action and just feel it off your fingertips. The rest of the night, slider was oh man, dynamic. Wow. wow. So. Yeah, when we were talking about um, feeling it, yeah, that's when I was feeling yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that one little key is that, that's interesting, and that was and that was a good win last night, four one, one where the team doesn't score a lot of runs, but has been like you've talked about this year, nineteen and two. What did what did you guys think you would do versus what you have done? Um, nineteen and two just sounds unheard of, at least for me. I've never been on a team that has been off to that hot of a start, and um, we're just hoping that we. Um, continue as we have been um, you know they say if you can do um, two out of three things good if you can um, pitch hit and play defense if you can do two out of those three things good then you're going to get a win and we've been doing all three of those things phenomenally so um, we're just looking forward um, to keep up with the success and keep it going correct me if I'm wrong but I saw four effective pitches last night from you I saw a good breaking ball I saw some off-speed stuff I saw your slider and I saw that fastball are you confident in all of those pitches? Yeah, and that's what I've um, been working on, um, especially my redshirt year. Just that was the time when I really, um, you know, was developing my pitches. My changeup was probably my weakest pitch. Um, at Gonzaga as a closer, it was just fastball slider. That was those were my two pitches. But um, as I've um, started to take on the starter role and have to have a couple more pitches to fool a couple more guys, um, yeah, it's. Yeah, I feel really confident with my four pitches and um, just continuing to build that confidence. I mean, yesterday plunked three guys, one guy twice, but trying try to, yeah, that, that poor last hitter. I mean, he got a triple off me, but, but you know, that's, that's baseball. That's the way the ball bounces, right? Wait, but, did, did you just connect the dots between he got a triple and he got hit twice? <laughs> I'm confused. Were you mad at him for wait, getting that wait triple? Wait a minute. Yeah. No, I mean, he's, he hit that fastball outside, so I was just trying to establish that inside part of the plate and just ran a little bit inside. And, it happens. Um, 
That's what they Definitely. all say, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you look at the nicknames that this team has been given, you have a favorite? Because there's like I mean, bat there, cats, mustache mafia, Brigham's there's, bats. There's too many, um, but they're they're all awesome. Those are those are the ones that I'm most familiar with. Yeah. But um, I like mustache mafia. Um, Brendan Anderson, his <laughs> his mom actually, I got uh, word of this this morning that he's um, his mom's printing T-shirts that oh, say mustache mafia. They were wearing them mafia. last night. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we're gonna hopefully see more of those at games uh, to come and. Yeah, it'll be really fun to see that. Absolutely. Okay, uh, before we let you go, I need I need to know who's the dugout clown. Who's the clown in the dugout? Oh man, dugout clown. I think I think Shaver's a pretty big dugout clown. <laughs> I mean, I mean him just as DH. Um, you know he, you know, isn't there on defense, but he just. He just gives the other team a hard time, and whether whether it's you know showing it outwardly or being that loud voice, but definitely with us, he's you know he's always the guy that is like tapping you on the shoulder as he walks by, trying to get you to turn the other way. But he's he's funny. I I love him. He's a great hitter, a great person. Those are the glorious things in baseball. You can have those guys. Got a little bit. The of pure time. sport. Hey, Mike, congratulations on uh, a red hot start for BYU baseball and for you yourself as a pitcher. And uh, good luck the rest of the way. Look forward to the game today. We'd like you to sign our uh, BYU Sports Nation stretch wide flag oh, yeah. before you go. Give yeah, us certainly. Sign it right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks for... Up next, NFL Pro Day Report with Jason Shepard live from the indoor practice facility. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live in the studio bizzle. Remember, if you miss an episode of this show live, <laughs> never... catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. What's up, Snoop? He's not watching. <laughs> hey, our spring football special. How do you know he's not? Spring football special is tomorrow, 6 Eastern time. We'll have highlights, interviews with Kalani Satake, Tanner Mangum, and company. 6 Eastern time tomorrow from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Who will be BYU football spring game MVP? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We are joined now from the indoor practice facility by our BYU baseball insider, who is our BYU football pro day insider as well today, Jason Shepard. Jason, nice to have you back on the show, man. Thanks. It looks like I'm going to have to change my business cards already. Yeah, just add something <laughs> to the title. That's fine. We'll take care of that. No problem. But right now, uh, kind of set the scene for us of, of what you've been taking in during this uh, BYU pro day. Well, basically, there are 24 NFL scouts and one CFL scout that are basically crowding around a handful of former BYU players to watch them go through these drills. And they've been going through these drills for about an hour, hour and 20 minutes. They're talking about the vertical jump and the standing broad jump. Uh, they just got done with the, with the shuttle run and the 40 time. So basically, and I, I looked at this, or I, I talked about this this morning, I posted it on Twitter. Basically, if you want to know what an NFL Pro Day is like, just imagine like 30, 40 media guys all with stopwatches. That's basically what you're seeing while you're here. What, who's impressed you the most in whatever um, you know, drill so far? Well, the guy that's impressed me overall is Manoa Pakula. He has been fantastic. In his vertical jump, he was 36 and a half. Whoa. And on the bench, yeah. Thirty and, and and to put that into perspective, Ross Oppo's here, and we know how athletic Ross Oppo is. Ross Oppo jumped to thirty three and a half. So Pakula out jumped Ross Oppo. I mean, he was wow. fantastic on the bench. Uh, Pakula was second 
with 24 reps. And the bench press is probably the only one that I feel like I could at least somewhat compete. If, I, if they like, <laughs> ask me to cross the lines and like, participate in some of these drills. <laughs> How many reps can you do at 225, Jason? You know what? I don't know, but I'll be honest with you. I came to this today ready just in case they ask me to. <laughs> so you're only wearing spandex right now? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you know what? We don't need to get into that. But let me tell you this. If you want to feel completely inadequate about your own personal physique, even if you think you're in shape, come to an NFL Pro Day. Because these guys have spent the last three or four months doing nothing but getting in shape, and everybody that's here has come in in great shape. I mean, guys that you thought were in great shape when they were playing here have come in and looked great. Guys like Mitch Matthews, who, by the way, was just a freak athlete on his 40. None of this is official. The 40 times we haven't got official times, but from what we gather, he ran like a mid-4-3, maybe low 4-4 on his 40 time. And and the funniest part about it is... He was wearing these, like, orange gold running shoes, and it, it almost looked like he had flames on his feet as he was <laughs> running down the 40. Who, who has a beard um, that, now that they're out of BYU, has grown one? Uh, most of them, actually. The, the one that surprised me, and in all honesty, I, I can admit I did not recognize him at first. It was Riker Matthews. Mm. Like Riker, a lumberjack? Riker, well, no, here's the deal. He's, he's, he's bald now. He's shaved his head. And then he's got, and I don't know what you call it. I've always just called it like an Amish beard where you have everything but the mustache. Uh, maybe so, a Viking beard. Yeah, Ragnar maybe. Okay. Lothbrook. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so he's got, he's got the facial hair. Uh, Bronson Kafusi is, is, is sporting some facial hair. And speaking of Bronson, he's obviously BYU's best chance to, of being drafted. Most sure. people think he's a second-day guy. Um, he is here, uh, but he did not participate in any of the individual drills. It looks like he's going to let his combine numbers stand. Yeah. Uh, but I was told he is going to go through uh, some of the position work. So when they get some of the defensive players out there, he'll go through that. But right now he's going to let his combine numbers stand. So which of all of the athletes, I know that you said Manoa Pakula really impressed you, but which of the guys that are working out right now do you feel like made the most of today's opportunity in front of those 24 NFL scouts and one CFL scout? I'll tell you, and you might be surprised by this, I think it's Madison Mangum. Tanner Mangum's older brother, the wide receiver from Idaho State, he looked really, really good. He Hmm. ran a mid-4-4, maybe like 4-5. I, I was impressed with him. He had 16 reps on the bench press. Wow. He looked really, really good to me. Follow him at JSN Shep on the Twitter machine. He is our BYU baseball dugout reporter and our BYU football pro day insider as well. Jason, thanks for the insight into uh, what's been going on down there, man. No problem, guys. Who will be BYU football spring game MVP? Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Everyone's sporting facial hair. Manoa Pakula doing good things. Madison Mangum, Tanner Mangum's brother who played at Idaho Ma- State. Madison played at BYU, then transferred. That's right. Yeah. Up next, we recap a loaded show and give you all of the headlines across BYU Sports Nation with the Cougar Whip Around. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Since you're back, Jeremy, you might as well tell us what Let's we're going to Let's whip next. it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Today's BYU Football's Pro Day. Jason Shepard broke it all down in the last segment. Tomorrow is spring football scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It starts at 4 Eastern time. Taysom Hill will participate in 7-on-7 drills. 
We will be live with a special at 6 Eastern to recap the practice with highlights and interviews with Kalani Sataki, Tanner Mangum, and others. Baseball. 27th-ranked BYU beat LMU last night 4-1 to thanks to a complete game three-hitter for pitcher Mike Rucker, his first complete game as a Division I athlete. Today's game against the Lions, 5 Eastern, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Volleyball. The third-ranked men's team is on the road for a pair at UC San Diego tonight and tomorrow, both at 10 Eastern. Golf. The Cougars continue play in the good win today, hosted by Stanford. Patrick Fishburne leads BYU, currently tied for 11th at one under par. Crack and fill. Cougars continue to compete in the Aztec Invitational today, hosted by San Diego State. Tennis. Women's tennis hitting the road this weekend, playing at Washington State today and Gonzaga tomorrow. Men's tennis will host Idaho State today and the Utah State Aggies tomorrow. Swimming and diving. Jake Taylor and Peyton Sorensen were both named second-team All-Americans during the NCAA Swim and Dive Championships, which are going on this weekend. Both Taylor and Sorensen continue to compete. Good luck to those guys. Jimmer. Fredette. Had 19 points, 4 assists, and a rebound last night for the Westchester Knicks. They lost to the Raptors 9-0-5. Rugby. Top-ranked Cougars face Utah Valley tomorrow on the road, noon Eastern time. Lacrosse. Third-ranked men's lacrosse hosting number 8 Grand Canyon today at 9 Eastern. That's a loaded whip. Future guests include Kalani Satake and Tanner Mangum. Our BYU football spring special tomorrow, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jerem? Mike Rucker. Complete game three-hitter last night. That guy is, I'm telling you, he's one of the best athletes on campus that no one's talking about. When you see the batters just walk back to the dugout, you know you got the like, good stuff. You almost don't take him seriously when you see him with that mustache. I know what that's like. But the dude can play, man. <laughs> Who will be BYU Football Spring Game MVP? At Nick Lee 51 says, anyone but Christian Stewart. <laughs> Hashtag eligible quarterbacks. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day, at CarterJ92. Johnny Rugby. He could probably punt one over Tim if he wanted to. Hashtag Uncle Rico. Yeah, I hope we don't see a lot of Johnny Rugby or Uncle Rico tomorrow. <laughs> Uncle Rico was here in the form of Mike Rucker. Thanks to all of our guests. Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes for Jerem. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Jerome.